You, what's going on, people? You've tuned in to another episode of Growing Up the Ville. Now, before I get started, I gotta hit y'all with the disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions stated in this episode are not the thoughts or opinions of Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other listening platform that you may be listening to. Uh, this episode on this episode will contain usage of the n-word and by the n-word i do mean nigger and i do not mean nigger i mean nigger with the hard er if you do not like or if you are offended by the word feel free to disengage now and opt to not listen to this episode but please come back and listen to the next episode i understand completely but the word will be used in the context of the story now i went back and forth with myself about whether or not i was going to tell this story because it's sensitive subject matter but i said hey if i'm gonna come and tell y'all about my experiences growing up how could i leave this one out it was a monumental experience at the time that i experienced and what pushed me to go ahead and decide that yes i am gonna do this episode and publish it was i was on facebook and a friend of mine um made a post and he was saying that for the first time in his life, he had been called a nigger in a derogatory, derogatory, you know what I mean, in a negative way by someone of opposite race. And he was saying how, you know, he was proud of himself for the way he handled it and he was able to keep his job because instead of punching this guy in the face, he ended up punching the door. And his management, his supervisors were understanding to his emotional state. So he did not lose uh, his gainful employment due to this situation. Then uh, it was like the next day, he I saw another post from him where he asked, you know, has anybody, have y'all ever been called a nigger? in a derogatory manner before and if you were how did you deal with it because it obviously it was still bothering him so that pushed me to the point where i said you know what i am going to tell my story so without further ado let's get into it man so as i said man i'm originally from shelby north carolina small city when i was around eight years old or when i was eight years old we decided my mom decided that we were going to move to ohio illyria i believe it was illyria that we lived in first illyria ohio because uh she was my mom was a welder and she worked at the subaru plant so the subaru plant closed and there was a G, I believe it was a GM plant in Ohio. And she had a sister that lived there. So she decided we were going to move to Ohio so she could work at this GM plant. 
And I remember we left. My oldest sister had already left and got married to her uh, husband who um, was military, had went in the military. They got married straight out of high school. He got out of high school. I remember we dropped him off at boot camp. And, you know, whenever his boot camp was up and he was able to get housing and so on and so forth, she was out of there and they got married shortly after. And then um, my next sister, uh, this some years ahead of me in age, she decided that she was going to stay in North Carolina with our father. So me and my mom, we rode to Ohio on a Greyhound. This is one of the coolest things ever as a kid. As an adult, I realized I actually rode Greyhound twice in my life. It was going to Ohio, and then when we left Ohio, the trip there was, it, I thought it was kind of cool because it was my first time riding Greyhound, and my mom made sure that we got on the bus early and so we could get the, the seat in the back because the seat in the back is bigger than the other seats. And I could, we could kind of lay down back there, so we got those seats in the back. That was that trip was the first time I ever at, got a comic book too. We stopped somewhere and we was walking around uh, the city waiting for the next connecting bus, and found a little shop and went in and they were selling, you know, comic books and all other kind of stuff. And she bought me my first comic book. I don't remember the name of. I just remember it was about ninjas, and I read that comic book over and over on the way to Ohio, so we got to Ohio, we're living with my aunt, her husband, um, and my two cousins, it's a nice place, man, but they were the kind of people who, you know, they had that, those plastic runners on the floor to protect the carpet, so when you came in, you had to take your shoes off or stay on that runner until you take your shoes off. And had the plastic over the couch. The plastic over the couch is like one of the dumbest things that I can think of. I mean, it takes away the comfort of the couch, which to me is the more important, most important part of the couch is how comfortable it is. It makes the couch sticky. You know, you stick to it. It's usually cold. And if you pee on it, you know, it doesn't absorb. So you just got to lay in all that pee. Don't ask me how I know, but. So we are living with them, and they were kind of bougie. So, and um, I didn't really fit in with them. And my cousin, who was closest to my age, rest in peace, he passed. Uh, you know, he was bougie, and he didn't like me hanging with him and his friends. So I had to find my own friends. So I had uh, this these brothers that were Italian, and they were kind of like the a less fortunate family that lived in these condos, you know, didn't have a lot of furniture and stuff like that. I remember that, but we were friends. And then there was another guy named David. Uh, David was the quote unquote weird kid in the uh, complex in the neighborhood. He used to walk around, he dressed up like a Ninja Turtle and walk around and, you know, kind of, People used to say talk to himself, but he didn't really talk to himself. He was just playing games, imaginary games, and acting out things uh, to himself. And at that age, I was kind of I was into the same thing, but I didn't like have costumes to dress up in and stuff like that. But he did, and so David was kind of 
was like my best friend in the complex. And, you know, yes, he was um, white. So I used to hang out with David and the Italian kids, and we'd run around and we'd play and, you know, have a good old time. It was nothing. And I remember one day I was hanging with the quote-unquote cool kids. Somehow I got mixed up. I was with my cousin and his friends, and we were at the park. There was a park in the middle of the neighborhood. We were at the park, and David's there. Like I say, David's the weird kid. So everybody starts picking at David. And me being young and easily influenced and trying to fit in with my older cousin and his friends, I joined in with the uh, shenanigans and picking at David. And it hurt David's feelings. You know, when you look at somebody, you can tell that they're hurt because, you know, we were friends and he didn't expect me to join in with um, picking on him. And so, you know, we're picking on him and David's, he's trying to, he's trying to come back and he's trying to come back. And then finally, David looks at me. He's had enough. And he says, that's why you're a nigger. Man, talk about it was like getting hit with a sledgehammer. Broke my little heart because at the end of the day, we were friends. Even though we were picking on David, deep inside, David was my friend. And I deserved it in a way I kind of feel like I deserved it because I had already, I had betrayed him, and that was, I guess, the, the only thing he could think of to cut me as deep as I had cut him by, you know, coming down and picking on him, not saying that either one of us was right. We were both in the wrong, and I'm definitely not trying to justify David calling me a nigger. But at that moment, like, when it was said, the whole crowd was like, <gasps> you know, it was one of those moments. And I was just, in, I was enraged. So I tried to grab him and he ran. And I chased David all through that apartment complex, man. But I didn't catch him because David was kind of quick. So a couple of days later, uh, me and my cousin and his friends again walk into the playground. And we turn the corner and who's standing there? David and he sees me and he takes off running but he runs into the playground which where the Italian kids were who were also my friends and they kind of stopped him from running and you know hyped us up to fight each other so we got into a fight like I said I was like eight nine eight years old uh I may have hit nine by then I'm not quite sure, but I was young. So it wasn't like this was a knockdown, drag out fight. <laughs> but David knew karate, so he was like sweeping the shit out of me. But we fought a little bit, and then it was over. We went home, and David told his mom, and they can't win and told my aunt. By the time I got home, I was in trouble. I got a whooping that day, and I couldn't understand why I got a whooping for reacting to that the way that I did. But like I say, neither one of us was right in the situation. That was the first time 
someone used that word against me in that way. But it wasn't the last. I've been called that twice in my whole life to my face by somebody that was not of my race. And both of them were in Ohio. So let me go ahead and tell the other story since we're all here. After we moved, from we moved from Elyria to Lorraine. <clears throat> so we moved. My mom now, she's, you know, she's working at gym. She's bought a car. She's got her own place. We moved. <clears throat> so I got to switch schools. She had a friend that she worked with. Miss Scent that stayed upstairs and she had a son named Jason. So I, I had to switch school. So when school started up, uh Jason walked me to school the first day to show me the way to go. Everything was cool, everything went smooth. So now I'm walking back I'm walking to school back and forth by myself. I got it down, it's no big deal. And there was this big house on the way to school. I remember I used to have to cross this street that they, it had a crossing guard. And after right, like right after I crossed the street, there would be um there was this big white house that I thought was real cool. It was a not real nice looking house. So um, passed this house every day. So one day I'm passing this house, uh, coming home from school, and there's a kid. In the yard, white kid, of course, and he's in the yard playing. So, you know me, I'm a kid. I see another kid, and I'm thinking to myself, this may be an opportunity to make a friend. So, I see him, and, you know, I kind of speak to him, do the little head nod that people do, the little cool little what's up head nod. And he was like, don't you talk to me, nigger. And I was like, whoa. I wasn't used to this. And this time, this was completely unwarranted. So we had a little back and forth. And I, I started to go into the yard because I wanted to, you know, put my hands on the young man. And the crossing guard stopped me. And she was like, um, don't do nothing because if, if you do, they're going to call the police and get, try to get you in trouble and so on and so forth. So. I just went home, you know, sucked it up that day. A couple of days later, I'm walking back by that house again. He's outside again. And he revs up again. He's throwing in words at me left and right. And I start to go into that yard. I'm like two, three steps into the yard. And Buddy says, uh, if you get out, don't get out of my yard. And you touch me, I'm, I'm going to sue you. My daddy's going to sue you. And I was like, oh, shit. The crossing guard lady was right. So I got the hell out of his yard, and I went home. You know, I told my mom about it and everything like that. But, you know, of course, nothing really happened. So then another day I'm walking by. He wraps up at me again. He's throwing these in words left and right. He's throwing in words like uh, Mayweather throws punches. And this day I had enough because – I realized there was like a gang of rocks laying in the gutter <laughs> along the street that I was walking. So I grabbed a handful of rocks and I just start flinging rocks at the guy. I'm tagging the hell out of him with these rocks. So then after that, I run home. I run to the house and I tell my mom what happened. And then 
At that point, we um, she decided she found out that there was a bus that would take me to school, but you had to pay to ride this bus. So she started paying for me to ride this bus to school so that I wouldn't have to walk past this house and deal with this no more, man. But yeah, man, those were the first two times and the only times that anybody has like legit just said that to me to my face and they were both in the Ohio which is I guess considered the Midwest and being that I've lived most of my life in the South you, you know you would think that I may that I didn't encounter that more you know in Georgia North Carolina than I would in Ohio at least I thought that I would but nope that's how it happened to me and that's when it happened to me man but that's my story for the day man I appreciate y'all for tuning in to the VLD I thought to myself podcast and growing up the veal man hit me up at thoughts to myself podcast at gmail.com you know if you want to talk about it if you want to tell your story man i respond to all emails if you're on anchor hit me up on the call in feature man if you're listening to it on itunes spotify wherever subscribe to the podcast give me a review give me some likes give me something do something for your boy Hit me up at, look me up on uh, on Instagram at DeVille underscore D-I. Your boy D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I. Thank y'all for tuning in. I'm out of here. Peace.